Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging and their multiple birth parents of children with disabilities. And this week we're speaking to a gorgeous overpee who is in the hangout. This podcast contains truth, laughter and sometimes we swear. <laughs> so if you don't like that, too bad. But if you don't want your kids to hear us swearing, then put your headphones, earbuds, pods, whatever in... Hello, Mandy. Hello, Kate. Well, this is, we're back to the old days. I know. Night time. Night time. I know. I feel we like we haven't done night time since pre COVID. Yeah. <laughs> because COVID, you know, we lost our jobs. So, <laughs> so we, we could work, work during, during the, the day. day. Yes. And also, we did the children, everyone was home. We actually had people. It was actually fun to get away. It was. <laughs> <laughs> but we, of course, are flirting with time zones. Yes. So we have someone from overseas. So We do. We do. So, And just um, wanted to update everyone, especially you, Annalise, the Bureau of Meteorology. I spoke to them today. So <laughs> <laughs> I've got a very good mate there. His name's Rob. Um, <laughs> and I think... All things willing, Mandy and I will be presenting to the bomb at the end of April. So we cannot, we cannot wait. wait. We've been brainstorming what we're going to oh, say to them. We're already laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of the greatest days of our life, I think. We'll oh no, Molly's like, can I come? Can I come? Can I? Well, come? if we get to go, because we st- at the moment we can't because of COVID. Yeah. But he said at the minute we're allowed in, we're the first visitors. Though, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ring anyway, on the weather chat. I yep. can't wait. I know. I just anyway, love the weather chat. We need to <laughs> keep going here. So we would like, would you like to introduce yourself over P? Mm. Yes. Okay. Hi, um, I'm Marnie and I'm originally from Melbourne, but I now live in Scotland in the beautiful Scottish borders. Oh, oh so beautiful. My heart's desire to get there. <laughs> 
Some yes. of you might remember that Marnie sent me a video of mm. herself in Scotland and I was just made me cry yes. in the morning. So I was like, this beautiful. looks so beautiful. And Marnie is a great member in our hangout. Very, very active. Yes. Yep. So we're thrilled to meet you. Yeah, we are. It's so cool. So oh, let's thank get you. Sometimes going. I think I'm a bit too active. So. No, <laughs> no lots of people it's think very that nice though. to talk to you. Everyone's like, oh, do you think I post too much? Yeah, someone said that the other day, didn't they? And yeah, I I'm thought, like, no. oh, no, you're not too active. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I think it's fine and that's yeah, the beauty no one, of it. No one has to answer. Like, no. you know, it's just when you've got time. Yeah. Sometimes Mandy and I have more time in there than others. That's and, right. But it doesn't matter because there's so many ace peas in oh, there. Oh, my gosh. No one needs us. All right, yeah. let's ask the question. All right. Do you want to start? Yep. So did you do you have any songs or bands or music that you listen to in good times or to get you through the bad times? Well, this question is straight in the deep end for me um, because, I mean, the question is about music being an emotional thing. Yes. And music is a deeply emotional field for me and it's mm. become even more so in the last seven years since mm. I, you know, I'm going to answer the second question yeah. <laughs> already a little bit but or the third question. Um, but my daughter, we found out that my daughter was deaf when she was six months old mm. and music took on a, yeah, a whole different meaning mm. in my life. And oh, music has always been really important. I'm a choir singer like you, Mandy. Uh, yeah. um, I've always connected with people through singing mm. and through music. Um, I was a a concert band girl at school like your kids were Kate I yes. also was in the band um, yep. yeah and my um my you know my my mum's family was very very musical mm. really into my grandmother was really into beautiful classical music as was my Dutch grandfather and so to answer the question at the moment no yeah. um but there are I, I don't go to music like that like I used to mm. yes, I and understand. I feel really kind of out of it and I love mm. listening to all of your music recommendations and, and other people's music recommendations but I've become quite detached from music mm. in yes. the last seven years mm. but I'm coming back to it in various ways and at the moment I'm absolutely loving Scottish folk music oh my word so through the pandemic there was um through you know lockdown times there was a, a um a folk festival that was um televised online um broadcast online in january and my husband and i signed up for a ticket for that for the festival pass and we oh. listened to loads of beautiful oh, yeah, scottish cool. and and world folk music called celtic connections oh wow um and i've also recently joined a little singing group oh. on zoom um and i'm learning some scottish folk songs so oh, that's really that's really lifting me up yes. at the moment wow um and i hate I hate doing it on Zoom. It's yes, awful. it's not the same. <laughs> but but I'm I'm learning I'm learning a lot and I'm really enjoying that type of music at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Zoom fatigue. So, yeah, mm. especially when singing and being together oh, yeah. is such a joyful oh, thing. Exactly. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I just want to talk to you all about the music in Outlander. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> and my favourite one, the walking song. the walking the wool. 
And they're singing that song and when they're, because the dye, they use urine in the dye. Yes. And then they sing as they're, oh, I love that scene. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, I just watched that episode. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Forget that. All right. Did you win any awards at school? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I, I won a lot of awards at school yeah right. I, I was I, I I was a a bit of a um hyper <laughs> hyper functioner shall we say but the award I want to tell you about I was thinking about this um I've I'm I am not the sporty one yeah um yep. not the sporty one in my family <laughs> not not that that's something that's just it's like never me. really been my thing <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, And I was thinking about this award the other day. Um, My brother, so I've got a brother, he's two years younger than me, and he is super sporty. He can can literally pick up any item of sporting Mm. equipment and just Mm -hmm. be the best at it. Mm -hmm. And um, I am the opposite, absolute opposite of that. And he he, he and I both played tennis growing up um, and he would win all of his matches and he would do like um, competitions yeah. and the holidays and we'd go and watch him. And um, and I got a trophy when from my dad when I won my first tennis Aww. game. Aww. I don't think it was even a match. <laughs> <laughs> just for playing a game. <laughs> He was so proud. Yeah. <laughs> he was I think he just wanted to encourage me yes, and give me one of those of little plastic trophies. So that was my sporting award that I won in, in my life. Do you still have it? Do we have photos? <laughs> oh, you I don't know. I'd have to ask my dad if he's got it in the yeah. Oh, well, in the look, spare it's room. worth the question. It's worth the question. We got the fishing hat. <laughs> I know, we got the fishing hat photo. So, <laughs> you, you never know. know. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll ask you. I'll, I'll see, what, see what we can do. Oh, dear. No, but, yeah, but I won some... I won some awards um, for academic things and and um, community spirity things. Oh, that's good. Yeah, as well. Awesome. Mm. Yeah, we love so, those uh, ones. All yeah. rounder, but definitely not for sport. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> all rounder, except for rounders. <laughs> yeah, and Newcomb, <laughs> which and people love to talk to me about. What was it called? King Newcomb. Oh, Newcomb I know. Ball. Oh, I Newcomb know. Ball. Newcomb. Yeah. 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 Well, I was yeah. talking about it and people like yeah, oh, I totally it's played that. It was so good. You just have to catch the ball and throw it over the net instead of hitting it like volleyball. Look, I I've googled. I exactly. went on Wikipedia. <laughs> I've got I I've gone deep. I've done some research it's in the into, realm of <laughs> into Newcastle. It's sort of in the realm of the walking netball. It's like yes. walking netball but for volleyball. Exactly. Yeah. I think walking walking netball's harder. Walking netball's hard. I sweat. Mandy like looks like yeah, she's yeah. proper. No one believes me. No, I believe you. Yeah. I've seen Thank you. you. <laughs> I know. Anyway, sorry. Let's anyway, keep going. Sorry. This is you know, we're easily distracted. This is nighttime Mandy. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> These are early day episodes. <laughs> oh dear. Lucky money. Lucky, lucky money. Um, okay, and why are you a P? Well, I I think I was P adjacent yes. in my teenage years. Oh. Um, this is also something I've reflected on a bit listening to the podcast, like how did I sort of come to be a P? But when I was... Um, when I was in my teens, I used to do summer holiday and some weekend respite mm. work, volunteering, 
um, back in the day when that was appropriate, I guess, yes. for, for yeah. teenagers to do, to do this kind yeah. of thing. Yes. Um, with interchange. Oh, yes, yes. yes. We yep. know interchange. Um, yep. Yeah, holiday, holiday camps yep. and respite care for yep. children with disabilities in wow. the sort of Western Port area, so right. Dandenong, Frankston kind of area. Yes. Um, and I absolutely loved it. Mm. I I can, you know, I can still remember the names of some of those yes. kids and their, their beautiful faces and, the, and the, you know, the fun outings that we would have. And I, so it was sort of a one, one-on-one carer kind of mm. situation that I would okay. do in the whole. And mm. we'd, we'd go away to the Yarra Valley mm. for a couple of days and, and do respite care and activities. Um, so I did that for quite a few years, I think, in my kind of high school time. I always needed to be like doing something active mm. in the holidays and mm. um, that was my thing. Um, and then I've also been <laughs> perhaps tried to be a teacher from time yeah. to time. So I studied I studied teaching and I was a, you know, I did all my placements and I was a primary teacher for a bit. Um, and the pea shoot children in my classes were always the ones that I really connected with the, mm. the neurodivergent ones were the yes. ones that I just loved I loved being with them and I loved teaching them and I loved um I loved that part of teaching mm. there's never enough time or resource mm. for that and, and that was something I found really hard about teaching mm. and probably one of the things that pushed me away from teaching mm. um so and then when so I had my my daughter in um, 2014 and she we found out when she was six months old um, that she was profoundly deaf. So mm. we like to say that rather than being diagnosed deaf, we like to say that we identified that she was mm. deaf. That's mm. something that the deaf community here. Um, in the UK hmm. is is pushing to sort of demedicalize deafness right. with. Right. Um, so we identified that she was deaf when she was six months old and she's profoundly deaf um, in both ears, so bilaterally profoundly deaf, and she's also got some neurodivergence that we're sort of working on understanding hmm. now hmm. or, you right. know, in the last last few years yeah so yeah Ah. that's me as a p and Mm. was she born in the uk or no she was born in switzerland so we um (laughs) yeah so we um i i grew up in melbourne and we left we left melbourne um my husband and i left melbourne um a couple of years before she was born and we lived in a we worked in a boarding school in Switzerland in the Alps um, oh quite wow. remote beautiful oh, village beautiful. Uh, um oh Kate you oh. and your boys would love oh, it there because yes. it was ski village oh. and it was um this beautiful it was it, uh, I was a teacher there actually we had a lot mm. of kids um who had had troubled childhoods we also had a lot of ki- neurodivergent kids who mainstream school was mm. not suited to them and they came and they lived in the mountains with us oh, from what? Switzerland and from all over it was an international school wow. um and they um absolutely thrived at this place it was mm. um a pro- quite a progressive school. They had three 
academic classes in the mornings and then the afternoons was all everything else, outdoors, climbing, hiking, skiing in the winter, woodwork, you know, handcraft, silver. We had a silversmithing workshop. We had goats on site. Oh, I was just thinking about Heidi. Oh, (laughs) we love goats. Yeah, yeah, goats. Yeah, I love a goat too. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it was um, just it it was a um it's an amazing place it was mm. a magical school so that's that's where um my little girl was born um in switzerland and we it's interesting to reflect because as a school so we were on the part you know we wanted to stay there for the lot mm. we really moved there and and that was going to be our long term plan we both my husband and i both um had really good jobs there we had a career path there um, it was just it was where we wanted to settle down and raise a family. Um, and now looking at my daughter, she would fit in there so beautifully. Oh, it would be yes. just the perfect place for her. She oh. would, you know, she's she's a child of the mountains. Yes. She 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 would just absolutely adore it. But she would not be who she is now if we had stayed there because oh. As soon as we found out she was deaf, it became just glaringly apparent immediately that she she wouldn't develop language if if we stayed there. Right. So we were yeah. we were two hours from the nearest sort of big city. Yes, um, two hours drive, and that was where the services were: speech and language therapy. Mm. Um, you know, if we wanted to learn sign language then we would have had to learn swiss german sign language Um, just like switzerland has four official languages Mm. it's got four official sign languages um our you know i could speak german but um not swiss german and learning then Mm. a sign language on top of that would have been impossible and we wouldn't have been able to give her um give her language and give her brain development if mm. if we'd stayed there right. um it was also a mixed language community which is absolutely wonderful but it would have been impossible mm. for her to imagine. to make connections with other people mm. and um so we had to decide pretty quickly um that i mean we we had to just basically level our lives just com- you know completely start start new with yes okay what are we going to do now with this this um this I don't I don't want to say it like this but (laughs) this the the child that we had like it sort of comes back to that book um the far from the tree that I was talking about in the speak pipe a a few weeks ago Mm. um this child is not the child that fits into this framework mm. or the framework doesn't fit for this child. Mm. Yes. Um, so we need to construct a new framework. Mm. Yeah. Because um this is this is the child and this is what she needs and mm. and um yeah. Yeah. Can I just so, go back a little bit and just say yeah. um, obviously they didn't do like screening at birth like they do here. Well that's a good question um, from somebody who obviously knows a bit about, you know, early childhood screening and deafness and things. Um, they did, um, but it was some kind of freak situation where the midwife 
didn't do it. So they do it in hospital. Yes. Yeah, they do. It here um, in and we had um, a couple of tests. So she, you know, on day two or something, um, she was born ten days early. Right. So not significantly, um, but they said they did the test and they said, oh, um, she's not responding, but. Um, it's she's just got her ear canals are probably just full of fluid. It happens all the time. Nothing to worry about. Right. Um, and then wow. I said, and and that planted the seed, mm. right? That plant that made me think, oh, mm. you can have a child who's deaf. I'd never, you know, I'd never yeah. really, yeah, that that had never been something that I'd sort yes. of. Uh, thought about that much yep. or, or you know yeah it's not not something that that mm. you really think about it because it's such a rare um mm. it is a, it's a very rare incident low mm. incidence mm. disability um and then they said but we'll just do it again tomorrow and I'm sure it'll all be fine and so they did it again um and it oh no they didn't do it again they we we went home and then we we should have um had a letter to come back and do it again but then we had to come back into hospital because she had pretty bad jaundice and mm. and her bilirubin levels weren't going down and all that so we came back and then I said to them oh it was like a 2am nappy change mm. in the nurse's station and I said could you just do the test again because you know they've been waiting for her to be asleep to do the test and mm. so she mm. the midwife did it and she said oh yep she's passed everything's fine um she can hear and then, so then, so that seed that had been planted was just like, okay, move okay, on to done. the next yep. yeah, thing yeah, of yeah. having, of learning to have a newborn baby. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, so that, that was, that was all good apparently. But I think because that seed had been planted, mm. I, we, I started noticing things, you know, after we'd gone home and, mm. and, and her, development in other areas was so on track mm. you know those those sort of there there was that it was quite um it was quite noticeable that when, that when she wasn't turning her head to sound mm, yes. and when she was you know and now I look back on and I think honestly what you, you don't know do you when you when no you don't you're in you a fog um you are in a fog yeah and mm. so I would um she had some um she had some allergies. She was allergic to dairy and or intolerant to dairy and soy. And so mm. yeah. I couldn't, hard I enough. couldn't have any yeah. of those things breastfeeding. Oh. Um, and I would, I, and we lived in the middle of nowhere, so you couldn't really get almond milk or yeah. oat milk right. easily. Yeah. So right. I would make my own oh. almond milk. I would buy wow. these big bags of almonds and I would whiz them in the yeah, blender yeah. Yep. and I would have her in the sling in front of the blender <laughs> and right. she would sleep through it. Yes. And, you know, and, and some babies, like some babies, some babies do sleep through it. That's right. They like yeah. the yeah. noise. Yeah. 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 But almond blending is quite loud. <laughs> it's quite loud. <laughs> it's funny you said that about the vacuum because I told um, – my girl the other day that I vacuumed when she was asleep in her bed sometimes I was like because she was some one of the one of her new friends asked her he said um what's it like being deaf is it annoying for you or or is it good and she said oh sometimes it's um no it's it's pretty good um and sometimes it's a bit annoying like when my parents 
um, say something and I don't understand. But then I just ask them and they say it again or they sign it to me and I understand. Um, and there are also some good things as well because it means that I can't hear some things that are annoying noises. Mm. And I said, yeah, and sometimes it, it's quite useful because you don't wake up when I come and vacuum <laughs> in your room. Yes. And she was horrified. Oh, she, really? You do what? She never <laughs> knew. sleeping, you vacuum around me? Uh, How dare you? <laughs> well, that's my perk. I've been doing it since you were a baby and I'm not giving that up. This morning <laughs> I was on Netflix do like a at 3 a.m. and Darren, no idea. Yeah, because he can't. Yeah, he can't. No, he doesn't. no idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, turn so the I light. listen to the, the podcast. Doesn't wake when him up. I just hide under the doona and I'm just like, I couldn't get back to sleep. So yeah. I was like, oh, well, I'll watch some TV on my phone. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. No. Nope. <laughs> I just turn the brightness right down. Yeah, okay. I've got methods. Yeah, oh, I believe you do. <laughs> Sorry, back to you, Mum. I um, I listen to the podcast on a Wednesday night, um, my time because it yes. comes out on Wednesday night for yes, me. So I listen right. to it when I'm doing bedtime. I just have it cranked right up, and she yeah. doesn't know because her cochlear yes. implant comes off, and yeah, she doesn't know. She doesn't oh, hear the cackling women. Oh gosh, <laughs> lucky, lucky her. <laughs> so, all right, let's um. Can I ask then when you got around to six months, who did you see, who, how did yeah, you, how did it, yeah, yeah we, how did you pick it all up? Um, I fully acknowledge my privilege here because I've heard so many stories of just such hard um, diagnosis mm. roads and we had an incredibly smooth one, and oh, I'm so right, aware of good. it and so grateful for it. Mm, um, I had a, a very close friend. Be. It is the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a friend um, who worked at the school with me who had a son um, who had a very difficult um premature birth and um, issues with his heart and other chronic um, illnesses and hydrocephalus and a, just a really tricky road about, mm. I think it was about a year or six months ahead of me. Mm. And so we we were, we were very close because, you know, she was also the, the last one to have a baby on that, on that, yes. um, in that community before yep. me. Um, and I went to her and I said, I think, and she also knew my daughter really well um, mm. at that stage. And I said, I think there's something going on with her hearing. I don't, I don't think she's hearing us. And she said, um, trust your gut mm. and go to our paediatrician. We had the same paediatrician. Uh, Good pee. And I also, and that was amazing advice. And I also went to um, the, my beautiful colleague who um, I shared an office with and she had a, a daughter who was a couple of years older than mine and I said, I think I think there's an issue with my girl's hearing. And she said, okay, well, that'll be okay. I did and she told me, it was incredible actually, she told me she, I didn't know this for some reason, but she did her PhD, she was a biologist and she'd done her PhD um, about language development in babbling, right? In the comparison between deaf babies and hearing babies, wow. and how their language developed in sort of in visual language and sign language, right? 
And she was like, it'll be fine. You've just got to learn a new language. Yeah, great. Um, and, yeah, and go to the paediatrician. So I went to the paediatrician and the paediatrician said, um, oh, that's interesting. I noticed the same things that you notice. And that okay. was so validating. Yeah. Because, you, you know, you doubt yourself so much. Of I mean, I, it had taken me walking past, literally I walked past a jackhammer with a sleeping baby mm. and I thought now's the time. You know, yeah. <laughs> now's yeah. the time I need to go to the doctor. Mm, and then, yeah. you know, there were moments with giant cowbells and sort of like, yes, in the, yeah. in the Alps. Um, and I just, yeah, <laughs> and we had Maria. this, and this, it was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and the the pediatrician said to me, I've never had it, I've never seen a deaf baby before, which was interesting in her, you yeah. know, Matter 30 of fact. years of. Um, her career, yeah. Right. Um, but to be able to say that and then refer me on and mm. also, and the other thing that she said was um, don't stop talking and communicating mm. with her. Mm. Um, and that was really, it was great that she said that. It was also very confronting and really mm. hard for me because my overwhelming feeling in those early months I guess of um of of when we were learning about her deafness um was just being completely incapacitated Mm. and not being able to communicate with her in the Mm. way Mm. that I wanted to and that I thought that I should Mm. be able to yes um because I knew you know I, I I knew that she needed language mm. um to help her brain develop and and language and, and communication it doesn't have to be language does it but communication yeah. and mm. um and connection and I also knew that my way of doing that through speech and singing and you know sound games mm. was not her way mm. um mm. and that I had to learn my husband and I had to learn a whole new language from the ground up um, mm. to mm. to communicate with her, and so that feeling of sort of just yeah total helplessness was was really um, was really strong. And mm. and I think just coming back to the pediatrician, it it was it was the right thing for her to say. Mm. I think because it mm. was sort of reassuring and you know just keep going. Yes. Um, but those the weeks waiting in between her saying oh yeah you know she did some like clear rattles behind her Mm. head and clapping and 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 it Mm. was it it was very obviously very extreme because without um uh, without any assistance without the technology she hears Mm. absolutely nothing so Mm. she could literally standing next to a jackhammer or next to a jumbo jet at that level of decibels there's absolutely zero hearing so Mm. um yeah, it was quite extreme, and that 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 the her her level of deafness is very very rare. So, mm. so we were passed on to uh, the system's quite different in Switzerland, but we were passed on to an audiologist who um, was also well. He was a surgeon who also did the audiology tests, and we saw him um, a couple of weeks. You know, I sort of the, the original one we were referred on to was on holiday, and I was of like, no, can't wait! I need to, yeah. Uh, yeah, I need, I yeah. need to, and yeah, you and then and, you know, I rang the pediatrician back, and she said, 
you know, one another two weeks isn't going to make a difference it in, in the long yeah. run. And, and it's absolutely, of course it's not, but it, I needed, you know, I, I wanted to know immediately. Yeah, you want of information. Course, but, of course. Yeah. 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 And um, so we went to this uh, lovely surgeon slash audiologist and he he was um, – I think he knew immediately. I think when you've been in the business for long enough, um, you have some you have some other cues yeah, other definitely. than you know, the, yeah. the, the big test. So he he said that he he we've we've kept in touch with him actually over the years, and and I've done the conference presentation with him, and and he you know he sends WhatsApp messages every now and then. Oh. He loves seeing videos of my girl. Yeah. Um, but he said I I knew very I knew when you came in that she was a deaf baby because mm. I could see her eyes. I could see how incredibly engaged she was in wow. everything and looking around and she's these amazing bright eyes mm. um, and just the way that she engaged visually with the world was the way a deaf baby engages wow. visually with the world. So that right. was so that's her superpower and actually her... Um, sign name. This doesn't translate very well to a pod- podcast, <laughs> but her sign her sign name um, is related to her bright eyes, eyes. as a baby. So it's oh. it's two kind of flicks, like sparkly oh, flicks, um, yep. on either side of her face, oh. um, and that was given to her by one of our deaf adult role models quite oh. early on in the piece when we were learning British Sign Language. Um, yeah, so we went through. Quite quickly, actually, we went we went through the formal um, test. The um, what's it called? It's called an ABR, an audio brain. Can't remember the the acronym, but the where they put the baby to sleep and um, right, and they they measure the brain waves in response to sound. Yes. And we were in the room for all that, and that that's that was definitely a moment mm. um, when I remember standing I don't I don't have a very good memory for moments but that there you know there are some that just really stick with you and I remember standing in this in the room in the hospital and she had been um she was under anesthetic and the surgeon or the the guy who was doing the testing was standing in front of us looking at the screen and we were standing behind and we were also sort of trying to look at the screen and of course the screen meant a lot to him but it didn't Mm. we didn't know what those those um the lines meant on the screen Mm. And he, I can just remember him kind of taking a moment before he turned around and told us what it meant. Mm-hmm. And and he, and he did say, and, and, and this is not my preferred way of delivering this news, but he said, I'm so sorry, but her, I think he probably said hearing loss, that's not a term that we use, but mm. um, her hearing loss is incredibly rare and she doesn't hear anything in either of the ears Mm. and then there was also an MRI that happened at the same time and they looked at the inner the structure of her inner ears and um told us that she also couldn't have there were there was no technology that could help her right um that she couldn't have a cochlear implant um either so definitely not hearing aids but um, because of her the, the profound level of her deafness, right. um, a cochlear implant theoretically would have been the only way to help. Mm. 
or you know to help her hear something not to help her because yes. there's um uh, that that that's a whole other story. The language yeah, and the, the learning of sign huge. language. Yeah. Um, but be, just because of the malformations in her inner ears, right. there was nothing to implant. Mm. He thought. Okay. Um, but he actually he went away on a um conference in yeah. air quotes yeah. um junket yes <laughs> a, a conference to um. Austria, I think it was the following weekend, and he just happened to take her X-rays with him, and he showed them around a bit. And a, um, I guess it was a radiographer or you know some specialist from one of the cochlear implant companies said, "Oh no, I think I can see a little bit of a cochlear in that one on the oh. right hand side. Ah. Um, you should have a go. You should have a go and implant on that side." Um, and so he he rang me from the conference and he said, oh. I, you know, I think we can try. I think we can have a go. Do you want to? And, you know, it wasn't um, having, a, having a go at mm. um, drilling into your child's brain, yes. <laughs> into your child's skull and, oh. um, mm. you know, it's, it's not the kind of... Um, well, let's have a go playing footy. Lightly, is yeah. It? yeah, exactly, yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. Um. So that was a. I mean, that's that was a a really difficult mm. time and a really difficult decision because we had been told, mm. um, it's it's uh, that cochlear implantation was Wasn't not for an her, mm. and we'd and that was fine. We'd we were we'd come to terms with that and. We we knew what we were doing. Mm. Um, we knew that we were learning sign language and that we would give her language and communication through that mm. and that she would be um, part of an amazing community of deaf yes. people, a deaf community, and that mm. she would have this amazing identity and that mm. we would have to work incredibly hard for that, but that yes. was what we were going to do. And then yeah. this option of having the cochlear implant came. And I don't think, I mean, I don't think we've got long enough to I know, <laughs> talk you in the could podcast, have a podcast about Marnie. all of that. But, mm. yeah, well, yeah, I have thought about it actually. Yeah, <laughs> but well. it would. it's interesting because I would not, I would never do a podcast. I would do a vodcast because podcasts are not accessible That's to deaf right. people. Yes, we know that. Um, yeah. Because we don't, yeah, we don't have, um, we don't have transcripts and, no. and, um, so yeah, um, but that's a whole other story. But yeah. if if anyone is interested in fi- in in um, in learning a bit more about the, um, I guess the conundrums and the uh, the politics and the identity issues um, that are present in the deaf community, um, and particularly with hearing parents of mm. deaf children because mm. 95% of deaf children are born into families where the parents are hearing mm. yeah um it then then that that first chapter of um Andrew Solomon's book Far oh. from the Tree is a really good place really? to start and I'd also just really encourage people to you know to to read um stories written by deaf people as mm. well um mm. And learn about that because it is it's it's a really um, it's a really fraught yes. um, mm. area. The, that was because, my first introduction there is, there to, is a, a, to, mm. to that yeah. 
to a different way of thinking. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a big school of thought that it's it's very polarized. There's a mm. big there's there's a um there's a big school of thought that um cochlear implants have are destroying the deaf community yes. and are destroying yes. um the signing community. Mm. And um, you know, my view is in a lot of ways, and, and my experience as well has been that people have seen that my daughter's got a cochlear implant and said, oh, well, she's people who don't know. Um, the assumption is, oh, well, she's she can hear now. Mm. Um, but but no. Yeah. Um, it's it's not it's it, it's a tool. Mm. It's not a cure. Deafness mm. doesn't need to be cured. No. Um, so it's not a cure. And it also doesn't it 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 adds a different dimension to mm. um, to how she communicates and how we communicate with her and how others communicate with her, but it mm. doesn't, it certainly doesn't um, negate the need to communicate differently and to no, have a whole definitely. kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it's part of who she is. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I, I relate to that yeah. um, with neurodivergence. Like it was very much we need to force these children to be a certain way. Um, and then the freedom of letting go and going, no, they're awesome individuals just the way they are. Um, so I, I do relate to what what's being said. Like I think it's just a, such a fine line as a parent. You just don't know, am I doing too much therapy? Am I not doing enough? Am I wrecking this child? Am I helping them? Is it even my business? Like it's just ugh, very hard. Mm. And we, I remember listening to... Um, Patch's dad, mm. Travis, um, on the podcast. Travis, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and you guys talked about that and mm. about um, the early, the focus on early intervention. Mm. And we went really hard yeah. with mm. early intervention, not necessarily with the therapies, but I very much had, um, I had a sense of a ticking, yeah. Um, a ticking clock on the first five years because well, it really was that. That, tell for you us that. it really was about yeah um for us it really was about language and and language mm, development mm, and mm, you know mm. yeah I'm not sure because you know that was something I did want to go because I heard that from 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 you guys and and from him and and it's been mentioned again in the podcast and and I want to go back and do some more reading about it and mm. and and reflect on it because you know, because actually, um, it it was so it was so important to us that we mm, um, helped her to meet her yes. communication potential mm, in that yes. time, and that and it meant going really hard with us mm, learning yeah. um, learning. So it was British Sign Language for us, um, and and we moved to a country where where we could do that, um, and that was our entire focus, and that had. Um, it had huge impacts on my on my career, yes. on my husband's career, yes. and on our mental health, yes. and on every, of course, every aspect of our lives. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's also we are part of, you know, we're sort of uh, she, my my daughter is part of this amazing deaf community, mm. um, and it has opened up an. It, a, you know, an incredibly wonderful new language and new 
experience of looking at the world and and experiencing the world through this language um you know we've yeah yeah. It seems a bit trite to say that. No, no, it doesn't. Course, it's amazing. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, is, look, we feel that on a personal level. Yeah. All my, all my exactly, amazing yeah. friends. Mm. You know, I'm so thankful yeah. for the richness oh, of my life. I really life. do, yes. Yes. And when did she get the cochlear implant? So she got it when she was just about to turn one. Um, right. She She was in hospital for a couple of days. She had the surgery. Um, we, it was around the time as well that she started signing her first signs, her first words. Um, so she, she, um, we had a beautiful nurse in the hospital, um, who apologized profusely for not knowing any sign language and learned some signs from us and from my daughter. And that was, that was really, you know, she learned the sign for nurse and Aww. she learned the sign for, she had a little duck with her in the hospital and she learned the sign for duck. And Aww. yeah, there were some, um, some, some beautiful, what a beautiful people at that time. Yes. Um, yeah. What happened when you turned the implant on? Uh, absolutely nothing. Mm. Oh. And that is a big myth. I think that is um, perpetuated that there's this magical moment of right. wonder that you see in the YouTube videos. Yes, yes there's um, a lot of them. And our, our expectations were, we, we our expectations with the cochlear implant because she just has had, she could only have one because mm. of the, the very severe malformation on the other side. Mm. On the other side, there really is nothing right. to implant. Yeah. Um, our expectations were we we hope that she might hear environmental sounds, right? Um, you know, a dog barking or a a, a big truck coming mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and so it was it was a long time. It was um, there was there was no magical YouTube moment mm. of switching on, and there and there I, I would say in. in in many cases, in most, I don't know the statistics, mm. um, but in a lot of cases, there is no magical moment, right. and it can be um, quite shocking for the child. And there's tears rather than a magical mm. moment. They also they put it on; it's very low. Yeah, um, they keep the levels very low because mm. it's you it's know to go from hearing nothing to having this entire new sense. Yes, yes, and it's not how we hear. Um, it's mass. It's not how we hear. No. no, it's a totally different experience. Even when I've tried my um, husband's so hearing aids thought, on, it's a different sound. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and it's different again from hearing aids to mm. cochlear implants. Mm. Um, and actually, I want to say something about music and and the cochlear implant um, in a minute. But just mm. to finish this kind of train of thought, um, it was about three months before. We noticed that she heard anything, so a big loud um, banging noise. On, on the, we had the big drums out in the therapy sessions, and mm. the in the because they have um, they're called tuning. They tune the processor, and they mm. and they fiddle around with the electrodes electronically through the computer, and, and and change the levels and things, and gradually turn it up and up and up. Um, so it was about three months until we thought, oh, actually, this is doing some making some right. kind of a difference and then um a couple more months until she heard a speech sound which was me sitting on the floor behind her she was on a um 
she was on a mat that had little trains on it and I was going, ch, 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 oh, it's oh. a train, ch, 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 and she went and turned oh. around. Oh, and, my. Yeah. yeah. So um, we'd, but our therapy was very much therapy, if you like, you know, speech and language therapy, all the stuff that you do at home was very much focused on British Sign Language and, and mm. us learning and her yeah. learning and us learning together. And we, oh, we had to fight <laughs> to um, to learn and to get access because to, to get access to, for us to learn mm. um, sign language. Um, it's... Uh, it, it's not a um it's not a therapy it's not it's not part of the package right. horrifyingly it's Got not it. part of the package of what you sort of yep. of what is um foregrounded when you right. have a deaf child so it's an um, out of pocket there is so much of a focus on the to learn yeah, yeah. yeah. so we actually we crowdfunded um, wow. from our friends and our friends and family donated money so that we could learn we could pay for our own oh lessons um and we um we found charities that funded us and we um we did it ourselves basically i mean we sourced we sourced the lessons ourselves and we yeah um we worked our butts off in the first um i guess probably two years to get our language up to wow a standard where we felt like we could communicate at her level yeah now she She's nearly seven now and she um, has, you know, I think probably when she was about three or four she well and truly overtook us because we um, moved heaven and earth to get her into a bilingual school. So I was a just about to ask where, that. Um, yeah. She had deaf adults Great. who mm. were um, looking after her and guiding her. She started in the nursery there when she was two yeah. and a half and, um that was a huge thing. That was mm, never mm. something I had imagined. No. Um, putting my child in a school uniform, a little, mm. a little shirt and a little yellow shirt and a yeah. grey skirt. Wow! Um, and send her off to a nursery when she was two and a half. Oh, just, you know, it was just a couple of days a week. But that was, that was, that was a total shift in my. Um, yes. How am I going to parent? What expectations is this going to look like? of yeah. of how I wanted to parent? Yeah, mm. and it was about that was about handing her over to adults who knew yes. better yes. than I did how yes. to communicate with her yes. and who she could wow. learn from and who could be her role yes. models and who could mm. build her oh. into a um, into a person with a deaf identity mm. and who is just really proud and confident in mm. her. Mm in who she is as a deaf person and she and that 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 there are all kinds of difficult associated with that journey to get her to that school and and including you know moving to a different city and um um and and fighting the system Mm. to get her in but it was so worth it because her she thinks she when a new baby is born into our community in some way so my friend had a baby um, a couple of months ago, and she will just think, "Oh, I wonder if it's going to be hearing or deaf." Right. And it's, you know, is it going to be a boy or a girl? Is it going to be yeah. hearing or deaf? Mm. She she thinks that um, she sees that distinction between people, and it's just 
it, it's not it, it's it's almost like it's not I don't know it, it is a difference but it's not sort of something it's just a curious it's question a it's just thing. a thing yeah yeah it's just have you got straight hair or thing. curly hair yeah yeah, yeah. That's that's what it's like. Mm. That is what it's like. Mm. Well, that's great. That's clearly then that was amazing, that school. And that's what that school has done for her and being around other deaf children and yes. deaf adults. And yes. someone posted in the Hangout the other day about, um, you know, some tricky identity issues with their child who has hearing aids, I think. Yes, that's right. And um, I think that, that that has been so important for my girl to have mm. other mm. other deaf people yeah, in her life and absolutely. other deaf children. And it is not easy to find. And no. It's, you, you have to just really, I mean, I've had to just really get out of my comfort zone mm. and mm. approach people. Like, mm. you know, I think you guys have seen I'm quite active on on Twitter and mm. um, I I just, you know, I've, I've just had to learn to just, just mm. network. Yeah. You know, just watch out. If you're a deaf person with a bit of a profile in this country, watch out because I am going after you with my social media connections Go and learning it. from you. And just, yeah. And we've been, um, I mean, we've just been so fortunate to have been so warmly embraced oh. by um, people in the deaf community oh. from our sign language teachers and you know it, it helps having a, a gorgeous little um person with those bright, bright eyes, eyes. And, and curiosity and you know we sort of we would bring her along to things and and she would charm everyone of and um, yeah I don't know don't know how it's how it's going to go when she gets a bit older and sassier well I don't know if she could get possibly get sassier wow you <laughs> um, never know talk to us in 10 years yeah. Yeah. famous last words <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm just in the thick of it with 15 year olds. So yeah, yeah we need <laughs> sassy girls. I know. It's, I'm we not, need it so much. It's just I'm proud of them. Yeah, we yes, do. Absolutely. Yeah, it shouldn't so really even be a yeah. term, should it? It should just no, be that's they're right. really go- grasping their independence that's and right. they're really questioning in there, you know, because yeah, yeah we yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm a big believer in it. But you know, anybody that tells you no it's pretty hard to can handle isn't it you know yeah like, you know when you get a bit of uh, attitude back yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I also think you get in what you put out you've warmly yes. embraced the deaf community you've said I want to join in I want to do everything I can so they've said wow come in yes yeah. you know so it goes yeah. both ways yeah yeah, and I've been really open use, about that. And you use your language beautifully. You think about what you're saying. Yes. You're respectful. Mm. So that shines through. Mm. Oh, thank you. That's very yes, kind of and a thoughtful observation. Yeah. Oh, well. No, yeah, it is, yeah, it's absolutely like that. But it, And it does take, it takes, I guess, um, enterprising or, or kind of entrepreneurship almost in your in your network. It is networking. It's building mm. networks and Definitely. connections with people. Mm. Um, to to learn and to mm. uh, um, yeah, that's it. It's not therapy, but it is it. It's the same function as therapy mm. for a, a young deaf person, I think. Well, it's because just wanting to building look at the up. P tribe, we just all feel disconnected in some way, and then we've all come together and we feel less lonely and we feel better. So, of course, our children need that a hundred times more than we do. They sure do. Mm. Yeah. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Can I just ask you, when you, ha- you have family back here in Australia, do you do Zooms and do they learn British Sign Language or do they learn Auslan or how, how do you deal with that? And what's the main differences? One of the reasons we moved to, so my husband sort of had two um, options, I guess, career-wise and also just when we were making the decision to leave Switzerland, yeah. we could Where have would probably you go? gone to America. So his right. mom is from the US. Oh, right. Um, and he is a um, he was on the sort of path to becoming an academic, and his field was about American literature and history. Right. So we could have potentially gone there, or we could have come back to Britain. He his father is um, British. And has a, he's got a British passport, and he lived. He lived. My husband lived here as well, um, previous before he met me. So though, though they were the two options: right. America and Britain. Um, and he and we decided on Britain because British Sign Language is very similar to Auslan. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So Auslan. Um, uh, yeah, they're, they're very similar, and they are mutually intelligible so right. that they can yep. be each can be understood by yep. users of the other because my understanding um, is it's two hands and then the american sign language is one hand is that right well that's only that's only the finger spelling oh, right. so that's okay. only right. the alphabet got it yeah. got it got it so yep. american sign language is also right. it's not just hands it's no, also it's face gesturing. and body yes so that's it's right. a, yeah yeah and facial expressions and it's called non-manual features so non-manual right. features so that's a big part of the grammar of the language as well mm. but yes. yeah but that that's the difference in the finger spelling mm. um um but it's they they're very um ASL, American Sign Language, yes. is very different yes. from Auslan right. and British Sign right. Language. Right, yes. okay, fair enough. Um, so my family and um, friends were able to choose, really, if they wanted to find a way to learn British Sign Language online. My husband um, made some YouTube videos for them. Oh, my, smart. Uh, they, some of them had, we made connections with some um, British Sign Language teachers and they had some people had some, um, well, it was pre-Zoom, but I guess Skype lessons yes. with um, um, or that, or that with, with those deaf teachers or when they came over they had some lessons, um, but they were also able to learn Auslan and, um, and, and do Auslan courses right. and, and that's, what, that's what they've also done. Mm. Um, and none of us has been able to keep up. No. Um, 
and it's with with my daughter mm. and it's also it's it's very difficult being doing that remotely yeah when you yes. don't have you know there's there's a, a motivation that is lost um yes, in the distance it's not so immediate mm. and also the cochlear implant is a um uh, i think a beacon of hope for has been a beacon of yes. hope perhaps unrealistically Got for it. some and it is mm. and that it's not not only in that context but also in the education context mm. we have had to really you know really identify with those parents talking in the hangout about those horrible assessment moments mm. where you have to write down all the all the all things the that are tricky for your child yeah, horrible. um but how important that is for the for for the funding, funding. Yes. Yeah. because we have had to do that all the way along. We've had to say she's got her cochlear implant and that is wonderful and she, you know, she she uses it really well and she talks nonstop and, and she loves it. She will never be able to sit in a university lecture mm. and participate in that. She She will never be able to watch a TV show mm. without an InVision sign language interpreter yes. or captions. Mm. And that is not so, that's not something that's going to develop over time and we've just we just we have to say that mm. all the time at every meeting yeah. at every you know and, and in every context mm. um and that yeah it's i think it's it's hard for perhaps us as well, um, to be motivated to keep going with the sign language. And even for her now, because she's not going to that deaf school anymore, that school for deaf children anymore. Yes. Um, it's hard for her and for us to maintain maintain our sign language mm-hmm. and we have to really work. I mean, it's it's we've we've let it go during lockdown yes. um, because it's just impossible. The zoom the zoom thing doesn't work. Um you know, the visual language combined with um, attention surplus. You know, uh, you know, it's yeah. hard. It's eye contact is hard. Um, yeah, and seeing uh, a big screen yeah, like it's been, Zoom, it's sometimes a little tiny. You know, if there's multiple people in the call, oh yeah, it's you don't know where to look. No, um, you don't. And then yeah, it's, the screen it's freezes for a hard. bit. And yeah, is that when you yeah. um, chose a different path for schooling? When when did that happen? Yeah, that was that was a, a long process, as it always <laughs> is. Um, it became it, it's there's a very sad state of affairs in my view, in deaf education, not just in this country, but I think also, um, you know, I don't know so much about it in Australia, but I know that it's a sort of heading in the same direction where it's almost impossible now to choose, to actively choose a bilingual education, mm. so an education in spoken and signed language for your deaf child. It's not it's not something that you can um that you can then that you mm. can choose easily, um, and the World Federation of the Deaf um, wrote. They put out a really interesting paper a couple of years ago that talked about inclusion and what does inclusion actually mean for deaf children, um, and 
what I would love and what they said and what I would have loved for my daughter would be a bilingual education. Yes. Mm. So education where English and British Sign Language are given equal um, mm. attention mm. and equal, um, I, you know, equal equal weight and valued equally. And I'm yet to find a school that does that, sadly, I think. And and also because of the funding crisis in mm. special educational needs and disability here, um, deaf schools as well as every other specialist school and every other mainstream school and every part of the education system are so chronically and devastatingly underfunded. Mm. It's very hard to... Um, it's very hard to get a deaf child into a school for the deaf. Mm. And um, the children who go to schools for the deaf have many other complex needs right. that mm. need to be met by that school. Yes. Um, and most of them, the vast, vast majority of them, have come to school with very severe language mm. delay or language deprivation, so where they mm. haven't had access because the parents haven't been supported yes. since the beginning, since yes. the identification or the diagnosis. Mm. So the parents have, or the parents have been given false promises yes. by um, professionals where they've right. said, well, your child will get a cochlear implant and then they'll be able to learn to speak mm. and learn to listen. But that doesn't mm. happen for every no. child. No. Um, and... And so the children, by the time they're five and they come to school, they've got a very severe language delay mm. or deprivation, mm. and and there's it, it's mm. um, there's there's a lot of work there's a lot of work that needs to be done in school, um, and that that wasn't the case for my daughter, and she is very rare in that, mm. unfortunately, mm. So, you know. Yeah, she had um, a fierce advocate and for so, her mother. And so, <laughs> Which, yeah. You know, yeah, and a father actually. Yes, yes. and yes. some people yeah. don't. Don't you know? It's and really no. true. It's really sad because no. there's no one else to step up. No, mm. but yeah. So it became. It became. Sadly, it became clear that the school was not able to flex to support mm. her needs, mm. and if she were to go to a mainstream school, theoretically. She would need a full-time interpreter yep. mm. and a qualified interpreter in my view yes. because oh, a, oh, yeah. a lot of the communication support in schools is provided by people who have very low language skills in, mm. in British Sign Language and that's right. because they're cheaper. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they might be incredibly lovely and caring people yeah, and great yes. teaching assistants but they mm. cannot they cannot provide the language access mm. to make the to to ensure that that deaf child has the full access to language that a hearing child in that class would have so you need mm. and and even just actually you know if you look at the at, at what interpreters need one interpreter isn't really enough you know interpreters yes, can't yes. just keep going all no, day constantly. You need a lot. Well, we really that came into light during um covid when we've finally seen interpreters at every press yes. conference in victoria and realized yeah, that every 10 minutes yeah. they're swapping out that's right we explored every yeah, single 
option in England yep. and in Scotland mm. and we looked, we did look, you know, we looked back to Australia as well. Yep. We um, we did a lot of, of yeah. thinking and looking mm. and researching that yep. will not be any surprise to anyone listening <laughs> no, to this every podcast. every P's like, oh, yeah. Yes. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, I've, I've visited every deaf school, every um, school for the deaf in the country, including um, including one that's a private school. I went to all the mainstream schools in my local area where mm. we were living. Yeah. Um, well, I went to all of them that let me in because um, I had some doors proverbially closed in my face right. on the phone as well. Goodness. Um, and yeah. I had and some, you know, 10 minutes. as well. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there were a lot of tears through that. Um, yeah, through that, I'm not, apparently I'm not in a teary mood today. I'm in a, <laughs> I'm in a different kind of mood today. But um, yeah, yeah. Not. But gosh, some of those phone calls. Um, yep. And and also, I mean, one of them I, I went to visit. It was our nearest school actually, and they did let me through the door, but they gave me a ten minute tour, and said, um, "Sorry, we can't really support any more children with disabilities here." Oh. And they talked, they called her the placement. They did what? not ask me. They did not ask me her name. Um, and they, they, they called her the placement as they talked to me around the school. What? The actual um, Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, could you believe that? I, I don't that? think I'm going to. Sh- um. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, no. No, but yes, because I've yes. had worse rectum comments. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. But yep. then you're like, why? Yeah, would it's amazing what you. That school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, and believe me, I told some people who asked me. Yes. You know, I, did, I didn't keep that to myself. No. In, in my local community. Absolutely not. Because. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So visited every school feels like every school in the world explored all the <laughs> options the the fight that we would have had to undertake to get her into our local mainstream school with the right support would have that would have been the end that w- it would have I could see it I knew what needed to happen but it would have been at least a two-year process oh. and it and we were already we were already at a, at the end yeah, of being able to, to cope yeah. with that, and right. and then it's with an fair. uncertain, and then with an uncertain outcome because we didn't we didn't know how it would go in mainstream. You can't just try these things, can you? No, I mean, it's a big decision um, to move. Yeah, and if it's two years till you get support, and, and you're sitting in a classroom without support, that, how lonely? Well, no, I wouldn't have done it. I would no. because the the. The destruction of yes. her, yeah, no, terrible. Um, mental health and self esteem. Right. She's all she's about got, esteem. She's got such such amazing self esteem. Oh, yeah. good And job. I see that as such an thank you, such an armor for the future. Definitely, and for her, yeah. you know, really moving is. into the preteen years and yes. then the teen years, yes. and mm. you know, I, I look at the mental health statistics for deaf children mm. in the uk and Mm. it is 
you know, it makes me cry. Um, yeah. Just look, just reading the statistics yeah. and reading the stories. Mm. Yeah, the the fight for me and my husband to get her to that place, which would have involved legal challenges and yeah. tribunal oh, no, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, and also financial outlay yeah. to get the right assessments well, I've been and, there. you know, I get the right people to write that. the right things. I know. Yeah, it's, yeah. Too, it's, it's um, too much. It's too much, and yeah. and we we that was not what we wanted to dedicate our life to. Yes. We wanted to dedicate our life to having a happy family yes. life and having a a and learning child and a and and that was the choice. And I went really far down the road of preparing for that fight, mm. and I think there was a circuit breaker when the when we got locked down and when the pandemic hit us yep. so hard here. Yeah. And and that was a decision point, and and my husband really pushed that decision, and I'm really grateful to him, I mm. guess, for holding that up. You know, probably wouldn't have said it in those words at the time. <laughs> no, um, but but I think he 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 arrived at the point a lot earlier than I did, which was, is this really what we want our life to be? Do we yes. want do we want to make this conscious decision that we're going to fight mm. for? We're going to fight for a less than ideal circumstance in a city yeah. that we actually don't love, and we we don't right. have a connection with this city other than that deaf school that we mm. moved here for. Yeah, it was a new season. Um, or, yeah. Um, so the so this absolutely devastating global event that's just been, mm. you know, uh, so horrendous. Mm. Um, not just for lockdown, um, you know, I feel you, I've, I've seen you guys go through it and, mm. and my friends and family in Melbourne but also over here and, oh, I mean, we yeah. just hit 150,000 deaths. It's I absolutely, it's I mean, just, it's incomprehensible. It is incomprehensible. And, and, you know, and then you, and, and then you think about the, the other countries where they, they don't have the infrastructure that right. we have and, I you know. know, I got my first vaccination last week, oh. and I feel my first my first shot. And yes. you know, so we are. I feel incredibly privileged also yes. through the pandemic. And but for us, all you know, I want to say all that because I want to acknowledge that it is like yeah, unfathomably awful. Yes, it is. And it also gave us an opportunity to completely reevaluate our yes. lives, and it gave us an a opportunity to try homeschooling. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people um, in Australia never, haven't gone yeah. back to school; they've, they've stayed with homeschooling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yes. yeah. There's been yeah. big write ups about it. Yeah, huge amounts. Oh, yeah. Actually, my mum sent me an article a few yeah. weeks ago. I think about yeah. yeah a couple of months ago. Yeah, um, because it's not something we could have ever tried. No. Because yeah. once you pull your kid out of the special school here, yeah. I think she never would have gotten that placement back yes. or maybe after three years of fighting but then she would have been out of primary school anyway yeah. if we'd wanted that. So it was never something that was that was an option. So it offered us up this opportunity to think, oh, well, what would it look like if we homeschooled her? Mm. Um, and my husband's an author and a, and a, a writer, like a, a, a literary critic as well. Um, so his work Oh, I can't is, wait for him to read our book. <laughs> Please don't tell us what he says. <laughs> well, I'm sure he will love it. It's not, it's, well, you're not writing, it. but you're not writing. 
<laughs> that's not he you're not the that's not what the book is about no it's not it's, not. it's, it's definitely not, not. It's, but it's, it's not trying to be that no, either. no i know it's but definitely also, not i'm not going to give you i'm not going to give you his book because his book is absolute. his most recent novel is um devastatingly sad and oh, traumatic no. um no. it's about it's about actually some of the um some of the P partners um, might be interested in reading it because it's about men grieving men. Um, right. It's about men grieving through um, really, um, really traumatic events. Well, that sounds very it's, it's important. Fiction. Um, yeah. It is, yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so his his work is flexible, more flexible than mine. So do you share? Um, do you share the teaching? I would say he no. Okay. <laughs> he does most of it. He oh. he, he runs the show, homeschooling right. wise. I work full time. Right. Um and it's he does a bit of teaching, so they do maths um I think probably four or five days a week. They get in the car, they drive to a nice location in a car park next in the countryside. She's kind of cornered in there and they do some <laughs> they do some fractions and things and that, that's what suits and so um and then and they do a lot of exploring they do loads of outdoor you know awesome. they're, they're doing geocaching and oh, just loving yeah. and climbing trees and talking about nature and the landscape and oh, she um love and, it. and just yeah um and is she, she happy ab- she's absolutely thriving she oh, is so happy money. she is she is she is so happy and, and she's learning happy? so much so happy oh. yeah a, i haven't i have not been able to say that for a, a long, a long time. time yeah that's great um, oh and the and i was saying this you know there's been a bit of chat in the in the hangout lately about homeschooling yes, there has. one yes. of our <laughs> one of our favorite peas um yes. has has recently started and and yeah um, one of the things that I hadn't really, I hadn't really fully kind of comprehended the impact of it until we started doing it was the stress release yes. um, in I the whole imagine. family, just yeah. the pressure of getting yeah. to that bus yes. at eight o'clock oh. in the morning. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, you, you know, it starts, it starts the night before yeah, it does. The, 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 the tooth brushing yeah, that needs yeah. to happen. Otherwise you feel like a terrible parent yes. and mm. that, that, that stays with you for the, and you mm. know, just that it's the pressure cooker mm. that has just been completely released, leveling, flattening yep. our life yeah. and again. building it up. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, with, with jobs and things to work around, of course, but yes. it, that um, building a new framework for ourselves has been mm. just, um, yeah, really liberating. Oh, that's really good. I think, and yeah, and and going through the process as well of of really, and my husband is really good at this, and I'm really bad at it. <laughs> um, but just sitting back and letting things happen a bit and observing yeah. and then trying to figure out what the right way is for mm. her mm. and for us and for him mm. and and finding out what that balance is and and for the first time 
in the last seven years, the balance is now, it feels like the balance is right between the needs of the people in the family because mm. it was necessarily so skewed for therapy and mm. yes. um, um, language yeah. development yeah. And, yeah. And, and learning and developing and and that part of our life and fighting. Yeah, um, it's exhausting. You know fighting local authorities and and arguing with schools and lining up all the assessments in the right mm. order and mm. uh, you know just that that constant mm. um that constant bubbling that's going on of what's next what's next mm. what's next what do mm. i need to do to get that in place and to get that and that's all gone that's all released now oh, that's and amazing yeah i think we're going to have to finish up yeah, and we could talk to you for like two, three more hours. You can do your vodcast. Yes, vodcast. You, you is that got... a vodcast podcast? Thank Vod- you. I did podcast. <laughs> I did. I approached. Um, I approached two deaf adults who work in the field. A deaf teacher of the deaf and a um and a deaf researcher a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, with a, with an idea so well stay it's, tuned it's not Pete. an immediate thing but it's there's some uh yeah well you keep stay some, tuned maybe some people do years. put planning into things I'll so we time. do appreciate that there are those people <laughs> <laughs> let's do a podcast okay next, next, next monday all right let's just <laughs> and if the worst thing is i think it's the first question mandy and i get asked by every interviewer so what sort Tell of process about, did you yeah like, oh, um, nothing really we just thought <laughs> So anyway, the question sorry. that I ask everyone, is there anything we've missed? Is there mm. something you want the world to know mm. that we've missed tonight? I listened to a really good podcast yesterday with um, Louis Theroux talking oh, to yes. Michaela Cole. Yeah. And she said at the end that she wanted to redirect people to something else as well and use her kind of space that she had to redirect people um to listen to someone else. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do that as well. Right. I heard on the radio this morning as I was kind of thinking about this, about talking to you guys, I heard that Warwick University is putting out some videos for dads of children with disabilities. So right. they've, they've done a research project about the experience of dads of children with disabilities and they've, they've got some resources that they're releasing tonight. Okay. So... I would, I I would I would love to send you yes please that link when it comes yep. out tonight because I think yep, particularly um, in in this space there's there's a lot of there's a lot of mum chat and I want really to is. Um, help us mm, mm. pass things on to the dads as yeah. well. Um, yep. We've we've got a wonderful dad in in our family who mm. is super active and, and like I said he does the homeschooling yeah um, awesome but dads miss out on a lot of the support yeah so so I'd like to I'd like to give yes. that to yep. the dad. our new show notes girl Annalise yes we'll pop those in the show, show notes if you email them to great us. well yes. I will send that through to you yeah, yeah perfect great and I would also just like to reiterate I guess um how you said it really nicely Mandy about being open to um the deaf community and the community of adults mm. um who have had the experience that that my child yes. has 
um, and that you get out, you get back what you put in. Definitely. And so, and, and it is, and I acknowledge how really scary and vulnerable that is as a, mm. as a parent mm. and as a human. Um, but that is, that, that's been just so incredibly valuable for me. Um, mm. and so I really encourage other peas to step out of their comfort zone um, and ask for support from the, the adult community. Yes. Um, for me it's the deaf community, but yes. for, mm. for others it's the autism community or the That's cerebral right. palsy community yes. or whatever it might be. And the other thing that I want to say to you ladies is the, um, I've been thinking about the kaleidoscope that yes. you mentioned mm. um, a couple of weeks ago and then and then again in the Snap P this week. And... I just, I just want to take that a bit further because it, it really fits. Mm. It really fits what you've created. Mm. And I think, and it really struck me when I was listening to your friend and it was it Anita. Anita, mm. yes. Um, that when I see, when I see who's going to be on the podcast this week come mm. up, I think I might, my, often my sort of reaction is, Oh, that'll be interesting. I can't see what I'll have in common with that person. I, not yes, in a sort of, every not time. In, you know, not in a yeah, I know. Not in a um, bad way, but you know, yeah. in a curious way. Yes. And I think everyone and it and Anita, the mm. way that Anita spoke about opening up to her community and letting oh, go. Yes. And and acknowledging that that yes that individual is part of that community and the community is there to hold that space for that person and be the net for that person Mm. and and um and that just really struck me that everybody looks through this kaleidoscope of the podcast Mm. and sees things differently in their own way but I also want to say to you that you have created this space and I know Mm. And and you have you've built the structure for that, Aww. and you know you say it's accidental and that you you know it's it's developed itself, mm. but you have you have laid the foundations and built the structure for that, and and built the the sort of the outside bit of the kaleidoscope that people then put their colours into, Aww. and and yeah. and people look through it and they see you know, incredibly beautiful things that they connect with and that's really been the case for me and I mm. want to say thank you for oh, creating you. that space. And thank, thank you, you for Marnie. being part of our, our kaleidoscope. Yes. Because it's we really mean this. It is all of you peas that are making this place amazing and we love really our life. We love the kaleidoscope. And it's enriched our lives too. Oh, really, really has. Yeah. yeah. It's changed them. We're different people. Yeah, we are different people. Two years down the track, yeah. different people. Yeah. 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 And for so, all of us too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. It's done the same. Beautiful yeah. community. Well, thank you, Marnie. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for coming on from the Scottish Highlands. Oh, <laughs> goodness. <laughs> Oh, wasn't wow. she beautiful? So nice to talk to I her. I know. It really was lovely if to you, meet her. If you're in our beautiful hangout, you know Marnie. Yeah. And she was the one that put together the list of all the books. Oh, I know. What an extraordinary effort. 
And she's just been with us pretty much from the start, I think, and yeah. super supportive. Super supportive. Yeah. Very kind. Especially when we're in the lockdown, she was really kind yes. too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Thinking of all you people still in lockdown. Yes. I know thinking sounds so trite. I know. But I, I really feel it in my heart and yeah. I think of you every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mandy, did you have a cry this week? I had a few cries. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I, I went out for lunch with my friend Charlotte and she handed me this card and I'm going to read it to you. Yep. Dear Mandy, thank you for being a part of my Daisy Chain. Love, Aww. Charlotte. After Anita's episode, yes. I just started crying Aww. at the cafe and then she starts crying. Oh, Charlotte. I know. You're a keeper. She is a keeper. I'll keep you. For sure she's a keeper. If you haven't listened to Anita's episode, it's been referenced twice now. Yes. Go back and listen. It was two weeks ago. Yeah. Yep. And she yeah, talks about all of us being part of a daisy chain yes. and being connected. So, yes. I mean, honestly... Oh, yeah. This is a beautiful little card. Keep that card. I am keeping that yeah, card. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, yeah, that just that just made me cry. I've been frustrated to no end with uh, NDIS. Oh, I've got that on my list too. Yep, yep. I've been frustrated trying to book things yep. using the companion card, trying to book tickets to things because mm. we're allowed to sort of start going out to places. We're thinking we might do an episode. Yes. I'm talking about the frustration of trying to access ticketing. For our families. So, um, yeah. Yep. That's about it. Yep. <laughs> um, so I I feel like I've had more of an angry cry, like I'm angry that it seems the federal government here in Australia is trying to undermine the NDIS. Yes, I'm yes. very, very angry. Yes. It was hard fought by so many amazing people and for someone to just take it away makes me wild, yes. like beyond words. And then... I was also thinking this week about what it means to be a woman that's grown up in Australia and I thought, actually, that woman is finally demanding to yes, be heard. that is right, Kate. And listened to because she spent her whole life, 40 or 50 years, being scared of walking home in the dark oh. and she spent 40 or 50 years worried, is she going to get raped? Is somebody going to attack her? Is the Uber driver going to be nice? You know, you get in the Uber, I always share my ride. If I'm mm. on my own. So my children, you know, my mm. number one daughter in scholarship know where I am. Mm. That person, which is us, you know, um, I remember when I was growing up, if you hooked up with a boy, you're a slut. And if you didn't, you were frigid. Yeah. Right. And so these men, and I know not all men, don't come at me. We have amazing men in our lives. These men are now running our country and ignoring beautiful, incredible women. That's right. And they're doing obscene acts. And our government doesn't even seem to care. And I was just so frustrated and angry. I'm like, you know, the Batuta Advocate and the Shovel have been doing more articles on this Mm. than anywhere else, Mm. you know, and they're satirical fucking newspapers. It doesn't even read like satire. No, it doesn't. And they have hammered people and I am proud of them. They just haven't let it go. No. And I just wanted to shout them out and say thank you um, because I think... Who is being relentless in going after these men in power? Yeah, that's right. And no one has been. To turn around and say that we've got a new minister for women oh. and she's the prime minister for women? What? what? Hasn't our prime minister been the prime minister no, for women? Isn't he, he a prime not. minister for everyone? Only for his wife and daughters. Only for, and obviously, you know, people with a disability or living oh. with additional needs. I just, I'm, I'm angry. Yeah. So that's made me cry. But anyway, yes, I will rant no more. Well, that was, that was awesome, Kate. Thank you. Um, I forgot to say what also made us cry is <laughs> the amazing race. Oh, 
Oh, and Molly and I love to watch it. Yes. And we really love the Sikhs. Yes, yes, right? yes, yes. Why did, yep. Yeah. Right? And so when they lot, they no, I just want to say, if you don't watch it, that's what they call themselves. Mandy's yes. not calling them that. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's their religion. Yes, their religion. Yeah. Yes. So um, the Super Sikhs, they call themselves yes. as their team. Yes. And um, we, Molly and I both shed a tear when they crossed the line oh. third. And she said, the Sikhs really touch my heart Aww. and I'm going to miss the Sikhs. <laughs> You'll have to message them. I know. I wrote on the Facebook page today, we, you were our favourite team. Yeah. But then one day we were dropping Millie off at her work and we saw a Sikh get into the car yeah. and Molly was like, it's a Sikh, it's a Sikh. <laughs> and I was like, it is. Yes, and, I was, and, and they said, because they said, we just want the world to know about us. Yes. And I'm just like... Oh, my naughty everybody! People. I'm I know. all for you. Yes. Yes. Yep. So yep. we were really crying. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. They were our favourite team. Yep. For sure. They they did really well. Okay. okay. Make I didn't a difference. Watch it. Yeah. What's your make a difference? Oh, no masks at the shops. Oh, yep. I got that as well. I went <laughs> to Eastland three times <laughs> with the biggest smile you've ever seen. And I was just like, look at me, girls. I can breathe. <laughs> I know. I, I can like, breathe. Wow. I had to put lip gloss on. You can on. walk faster. You can walk faster. Yep, it yep. really, really is. And I'm sorry to people who still have masks. They're safe. They, they're amazing, and I support them. But it's so bloody nice. It's been it's, eight months. Yes, that's right. Eight months, and it's it's, it's warm here. I know. So yeah, that that, yeah. and also Molly's school sent me through some information on how to apply for the disability support pension, right. and it gave me step by step ways be. because we've got to do that before she's sixteen. Yes. The carer's payment or yes, whichever one we get, yep. we don't get that anymore and it will go yes. to her instead. But they sent, you need to do this, then you need to do that. Then you need to do this, then you need to do that. Then you come to us and we're going to do this, this, this oh. and this. And I was like, wow. That makes a difference. Oh. Thank you for clear-cut instruction. Oh, my gosh. And it's like, I'm the social worker at the school. You come to me. I'm going to help you all get oh. through this. I was just like, wow, I need that. Yes, everybody needs yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm I'm really, that made a huge difference. Mm. So my, well, my make a difference also is um, no masks and scholarship said it's like wearing a summer uniform for the first time after winter uniform. <laughs> it feels light but wrong. Oh. <laughs> that is a funny feeling. It you is can a feel funny your feel- arms again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's true. That's true. And I went to uh, Launceston. <gasps> Travelling around, this yep. lady. You know, because I love a music festival and I've been to the last two years of this festival. And aeroplane flights were really cheap and I had credits. So we went and we... Did you go in the, in the Qantas lounge? No, I flew Jetstar, Mandy. Oh! <laughs> wow. That the JobKeeper Kate is back to Jetstar. <laughs> times have changed. <laughs> Just look at those prices and went, okay, wow. over to the Jetstar. <laughs> oh. But I did pay for luggage. Okay. Um. Anyway, they had, you couldn't dance or whatever, which was fine. It was funny because some of the people there were complaining and all the Melburnians were like, oh, this is amazing, we're outside. of course. And there was a Melbourne band called Holy Holy playing and they just looked at the crowd and said, no masks, I can see all your faces. (gasps) Oh, gosh. And I thought for us it was just such a moment. Um, Anyway, they had like a little dance corner on the side of each, you know, they were all in little pockets and only 50 people were allowed in at a time. But we worked the system out that we could get in there when we wanted to be in there. And then 
I said to number one daughter, because of course she came, uh, let's do the grapevine, which is a 1980s aerobics mood. Oh, yes. Move. Anyway, so she started doing it. Then her best friend, Rianne, started doing it. Then my best friend, Rachel, started doing it. And we had like nearly 50 people doing the fucking grapevine. Wow. And it was so fun. And this guy comes up to me. He's like, is this a Pilates move? <laughs> They're like, what is this? What is this? It was like, and then, of course, Rachel, because she's a teacher and you can take the teacher out of the school, but you can't take the teacher out of the teacher. (laughs) She turns around and starts directing everyone, like doing (laughs) arm moves. And I tell you what, it was just a moment of freedom. And this is going to sound ridiculous, but I still have a real sense of impending doom. Yeah, same. This may be the last time I ever do this. Yep. And I just think um, just really grasping Every Everything moment. And just enjoying it. Yeah. And that was, I just thought, I can't. And we just kept saying, we can't believe we're here. We can't believe we're here. That's right. And it was, it made a huge difference. That, so, yeah. um, sorry to go back to cry, That's but right. I went to school assembly for the first time oh, in a year. Yes. And the na- the national anthem, and mm. I start crying. Yeah, I know. We haven't had anything. And I was like, oh, look at all these beautiful children. I, I haven't know. seen the preps come I in. Know. And, you know, um, Miss Ten's waving to me. Yeah. And, oh, I just I thought, know. wow. There's been a lot of losses. Yes. I don't want to catastrophize, no. but it's, it, there's been Sorry. a lot of okay. losses. No, right. no, that's fine. Did you have any laughs? Yes. So I listened twice to Snap P27. Oh, if you haven't listened, <laughs> I know some people just listen because I can see the downloads. They listen to the Thursday episode. The Snap P's are no longer about lockdown. That's no. what I thought we should say. Yeah, we better tell you that. They're okay. actually... Incredibly funny and incredibly moving. Yeah. Because we listen to your speak pipes. Yeah. Which we want more for the Mother's Day yep. episode. Anything amazing or cute that's happened around mothers, we want yeah. you to tell us. Or hard when it comes to Mother's Day. But that speak pipe, when I was editing it, I had to pause it. <laughs> I cannot. Just go get- listen. Mr. Hanky, the Christmas tree, out of my head. It's no. like an earworm. I'm singing I, I all the time. The girls are singing it. <laughs> and then, of course, Molly was on there, so we had to play that. She had a big grin on her face. Oh, she wanted yes. to do another one. I said, I think we've just better calm down. We can't do them every week. But <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah, she really loves lovely. it. Yeah, I love it too. Um, yep. And the other thing is she made curry at Food Tech this week, Ooh. and she said she didn't want to eat it and she yep. doesn't like curry, but then yep. she ate it and she liked it. And then she then she said, but my teacher said we're going to have to have curry on camp. Oh. And then she started crying. Oh. And I said, I don't think, I don't know, right? Yeah. Anyway, then I had to speak to him about something else this morning and I said to him, now, can you just clarify, <laughs> camp, will she have to curry? eat curry at camp? <laughs> and he said, no. And I said, well, she said that you said she would have to eat curry at camp. And he said, I did not. <laughs> and then we, we both just burst out laughing. And then he was like, oh, she's a... Uh, what did he say? Something like, oh, I just adore it. Yeah. And um, it was just so lovely to have a laugh with her teacher. Yes. And, yeah, he's awesome. Yep. All right. Well, I've got two things that made me laugh. The first thing is, do you know that I call my boys on this podcast Buzz and Woody? Because when you ask to join the hangout, you keep <laughs> writing Tom and Jerry. I know what you're going to say. It's like 15 times. Everyone People, says Tom and Jerry. Who's Tom and Jerry? We've never mentioned Tom and Jerry. <laughs> It's Buzz and Woody. Uh, I, I think people are, are guessing. This? I think, I they're, think guessing, they're guessing. And so they guess Tom and Jerry. But they often get your girls' names right. Yeah. They know they start with M's. Yeah. But then they're like, oh, but Tom and Jerry. Tom, Tom, but Tom and Jerry. Jerry. It's never anybody else. It's never Daffy and Donald or just Tom and Jerry, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> There's been at least 20 oh. 
So many Tom and Jerry's. So many Tom and Jerry's. So I just want to say, Buzz and Woody. Yeah, okay. To infinity and beyond, okay? <laughs> you got a friend in me, Buzz and Woody. <laughs> so I'm not letting you in with a Tom and Jerry. No, Tom and Jerry's don't get in. You have to listen to the podcast. Yeah, that's so. right. Buzz and Woody. Oh, so Anyway, funny. but it makes me laugh. And I then, know, me too, because um, I'm like, no, another one. or Kat, they screenshot yeah. it and they said, oh, it's Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that really made me laugh was I went to Bayswater Woolies, which yes. Mandy and I both love. Yep. Um, and as uh, what I did was, because you'll be listening to this after Easter, but I was doing the Easter egg shop. Yep. And Mandy and I bought these beautiful... Which we can't show you because they've got the children's names, names on them. I know. Letters of the alphabet from H41. Yeah. Um, you should order them for next oh, Easter. They're gorgeous. And you fill them up with little Easter yes. eggs. And oh, they're so cute. They're just really, really cute. Yep. So we'll put a link to H41 in the show notes and go and have a look. But P, anyway. P family. Oh yeah, P family, the best. Anyway, so the I had bought a lot of the little eggs. I don't need yes. any of the big eggs. I know, me too. Then I was like, oh, I want some multicolours. And, you know, you yeah. start to become ridiculous because that's who I am. <laughs> anyway, so I bought all these little packets of Easter eggs and then the woman at Woolies just looked at me and she goes, does your husband do any Easter shopping for the kids? <laughs> and I, the, I just, she said, I just was so shocked. I was just looking at her and she goes, what do you think I said? And I said, I think you said. Does your husband do any Easter shopping for the kids? And she said, no. I said, are you collecting the seedlings for your kids? Because <laughs> <laughs> is giving away seedlings. And I said to her, I just thought, that's so insightful. I don't think he ever has got Easter eggs. And she was crying. We're wiping the tears away. <laughs> just like, I just looked at your face and I knew she thinks I've said something very wrong. <laughs> And then she's like, I don't think we've got time to go down the road of who does the shopping. <laughs> My husband does most of the shopping at Woolies. But anyway, just really, really funny. Funny. See? Good people at that Woolies. Good people at that yeah. Woolies. And i got to park right at the front. Yeah, that's I'm like, why. look at me, front row. Lots, Rockstar parking. Lots of ability, all abilities oh, parking heaps. too. I know. Heaps. And really good place for the pickup yeah. when you pick up your groceries. And the other thing that made me laugh, um, and it's sort of an apology to a P. Um, we got a beautiful book sent to us yes. called My Friend Manny. And it's a really gorgeous book about a beautiful little pea that lives with ADHD and his best friend. Anyway, I was really flat out when it got sent. Manny and I have been really frantically trying to get the booklet done to launch at the live show for International Pea Week and organise <laughs> merch and also, you know, just actually Life. have a family and work. Anyway, so I got the email from her and she said, did you get the book? And so... <laughs> I started to reply and then my phone rang and I just forgot about it. And I'd wake up in the middle of the night and think, I've got to tell that beautiful yes. girl that I got the book and I really liked it. Anyway, then like I got a reply from her and I had accidentally hit sent. So she's like, hi there, Kate and Mandy. I was just wondering if you got my book. And I just replied with, I got the book. <laughs> and just, <laughs> I just, you know, when you can feel the blood running out, you're like, no, no, no. When I looked at my reply, I said to her, I'm sorry, I'm so, so sorry. I did, I just accidentally pressed send and I, I did it anyway. I got the book, all I right? I got the book. What a rude thing. I would never do that. Anyway, my uh, friend Manny, gorgeous book. We're going to yes, talk about in one of our snap peas. But I did get the book, by the way. Yeah, I got the book, all right? All right. We know this has been a long episode, so we won't go through all of our but just supporters, Melbourne but people buy the tickets you. to the shows. Oh yeah, Melbourne, you've got yeah. to come because we've we're over, we're on the downward slide of we the selling are. tickets. So we if are. you want to come, you have to come. Yeah. 
and I'm just going to put this out there. There's amazing guests coming. There is. I'm There's so booklet excited. Guests and special specialist teachers. Yes. <laughs> You'll work out what that means when we get to the live yes. show. Oh my gosh. So and exciting. It's just the I mean, we've written it, but we think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to talk about supporter, but thank no. you for supporting us. Thank you. Mandy's still in Omo. Yep, love um, it. And we love, love, love getting those. They're actually changing lives yeah. with the booklet and with the and fact that some we Omo. have Omo. Yep. And rate and review, it makes a huge difference. It gets us in other people's ears. Thank you, Peas. Thank you, thank you, Peas. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 